0: Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business.
1: We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned and purpose, grow businesses that create impact and live the lives we work so hard for.
0: Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. We are so excited to be able to do something that we've never done before, and that is going to be to offer a replay of episodes. One of the most impactful episodes that we've shared wasn't actually an episode at all, but an entire (laughs) series. So over the next few weeks, we're pumped to reshare our summer series on design thinking.
1: And if you aren't familiar with design thinking, it's basically the summation of the process that takes you from brain dumping ideas to selling the final offers you've created. It's a powerful roadmap that will help you start 2024 with best practices in place and the most creativity you haven't even tapped into yet. We hope you love this series as much as we did, and we can't wait to return in January with fresh episodes every Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. We are so excited to have you join us today. We are working on a summer series all about design thinking in your business. So, welcome (laughs) to our mini-series. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because... I'm laughing because we have been sitting
0: here going, what is, what's it called? It's summer series, summer, summer. You know what? Well, here we are. It's summer. Here we are. We're on the podcast. mini
1: series. So Welcome. that's what Welcome. we're doing. Uh, but we're going to be talking all about design thinking and what that looks like in business. So you might be wondering, what is design thinking? Like maybe you've heard it uh in like, Mm, relation to education, or maybe you have been reading about it uh, in regards to business. But basically, design thinking is a framework that has been used in the world of education for decades. Decades. Uh, uh, I have been out of education for decades, or at least one. And so <laughs> i been using design thinking with my kindergartners when I left the classroom. But basically, it's been around for a very long time. It really is was created to help students learn how to solve problems. And now it is going gangbusters in the world of business, Because small businesses and corporations are realizing that this framework is so helpful within the world of business. And when Melissa and I saw that basically you could get a certificate from MIT, from Harvard Business, from I think Stanford I mean, has design thinking. Yeah, design so community. many
0: colleges right now.
1: So crazy. So it is really being, it's a, bu- a big, big buzzword right now in the world of business, but it's also an impactful way for you as a business owner to look at the community that you serve through your business with a new lens. Uh, it helps you look at the problems that your business solves for people. And remember, as business owners, we always want to keep on the forefront that we are, we are in the, the business of serving and helping people. Because here's the thing, we all spend money to solve a problem. You need a new outfit? Mm -hmm. You go to the boutique to buy a dress. You need your toilet to stop overflowing? You hire a plumber. You haven't updated your family photos in years and your oldest is about to go to college. I know lots of you are probably raising your hand as you're listening to this. So you hire a family photographer. So think about the ways that you spend money. It's always to solve a problem that you have.
0: Right. Okay. So Just to backtrack a teeny tiny bit and go off script here, why are we even talking about this? Like Corey mentioned that we keep seeing this in places, we keep seeing it in business journals, and we keep seeing it all over the online space when we're watching corporate you know, talk about business. Um, What's really funny is that my son is actually, he's been invited to be a part of a program with the University of Georgia called Innovate U that is teaching kids how to use design thinking. And so I went to like this parent meeting having no clue what this whole, you know, program was about. Um, and I sat there and they were like, well, we have realized that there are two components to, you know, problem solving and, and kind of helping break into like the latest and greatest, whether it be technology or just systems and ways to help people, um, that, that we want to start introducing to young people. And so essentially your kid gets to be a test dummy. It's a program they've had for several (laughs) years and it's really cool, but they started talking about the program and they said, we have realized that when you pair design thinking with Uh, effective communication, it creates the best solutions. And I started L-O-L-O-L-O-L-ing because, and not to like toot our own horn over here at the Business Reboot, but Corey just happens to have, like she's certified uh, to instruct on design thinking from, what is it? The Henry Ford Learning Institute.
1: Yeah, I went to Detroit and spent time at the Henry Ford Learning Institute. So
0: she's certified to teach all about design thinking. And I just happened to be... A, you know, have a degree in communications from the University of Georgia. And so when we built the business reboot, this is so much about how we're educating and how we're helping people grow and support their businesses. And we were like, you know what, we're seeing it everywhere. It's time to like pull back the curtain and tell everybody about it. So let's, let's get back to what we're talking about here. And, and it's all about like empathy in your business, right? That's what Corey mentioned at the beginning. So how do we solve problems with our businesses? It's through like, a, you know, a, a myriad of different ways, but what we're talking about here is the design thinking process. And how can we do that? Well, it's going to guide you through analyzing your current offers and helping you think through anything new that you might be able to create. Design Thinking's client, um, focused approach takes a look at who you're serving with the lens of empathy. Okay, what does that mean? Well, it looks at what the problem uh, your people have and how they can create a product or service or offer that can be a solution to that problem, whatever the problem is that they want solved. Uh, it also is going to take into consideration exactly how what um, what ways they're going to use your product and what wins they could get from it and how that's all going to look.
1: Right. And the best way to use this empathy lens is to ask them questions. And then the most important part, listen. Listen to what they're saying. Uh, When we approach our businesses with empathy and look at how can we create offers, products, um, services that are, more importantly, not what we want to create, because I think as business owners, we often do that. But more importantly, through an, an empathy lens. How can somebody else be benefited by this? So when we ask questions about their pain points, we begin crafting offers that can be a solution. Uh, you you may actually help them realize just how much they need your help. So here's a quick example. I was reading an article an article recently in the Harvard Business Journal, and it was talking about Airbnb and how they created their business model. And Melissa and I are both like fascinated and obsessed, obsessed <laughs> we, with airbnbs we want to own a bunch of them <laughs> love it um but one of the major problems was that their pictures were horrible when they first started out and they didn't really showcase the homes in a very great way and we all know uh especially if you've been listening to melissa and i talk about branding at all we buy with our eyes first uh so to empathize with their customers the founders of airbnb actually spent time traveling to each location now when i say each location remember this was back in like the baby days with like everybody had 17 properties. Parties, exactly, all in Switzerland. Every, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Everybody and their mother's brother did not own an Airbnb and were u- utilizing that platform. It was in their very early stages of their of their business. So they travel to each location imagining, this is where the empathy piece comes in, imagining what users uh, were going to be looking for in their temporary place to stay. And their solution was they wanted to make sure that they had, you know, investments in their high, like high quality camera, take pictures of what their customers wanted to see based on their travel observations. So like, for example, they were talking about how they needed to show every single room rather than just a select few listing special features like a hot tub or a pool in the description and highlighting the neighborhood or the areas that were like in close proximity to the residents, because that's what we all are looking for when we're wanting to. Book can, can we
0: just, just pause, just pause for a minute. Have you ever rented a place? You know what, Corey, (laughs) The high quality
1: pictures can be a lie. We do know
0: that. They can be a lie. Okay. So we, we have told this story before, but when we were first doing our like meeting up to create the content and like brain dump and do all the things that we're talking about right now for our business reboot retreat. Corey and I were going to book somewhere to stay in Charleston and I was like girl I have found it I have found somewhere that's gonna make us feel so creative and it's just like so kitschy and so cute and it was a restored uh RV what was it it was was an airstream an airstream it was an airstream that's a classy RV and so we looked at the pictures and we were like that is so cute like I can't wait what do you know it was only 98 96 dollars a night and what Right there in budget when our budget was nothing, and so I was like, "Let's do it." And Corey gets there. No. Oh, she gets there before I do, no. and she calls me and she's like, "Hey, I have a question. Um, is this in somebody's backyard?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? No, it's supposed to be on an oasis. There's like yes. a cute little patio table and a lot of green grass. Live. Oh, so All cute. Lies. Listen." Smoke and mirrors. It's my foot, okay? This yes. was, like, straight up in some dude's backyard. He was, like, walking out on his cement porch to dump his recycling full on like, the front porch. All, all the, the metal-like cans you could possibly find yeah. and on the front porch. There was definitely a boat pulled in front of the house. There was a El Camino on blocks in the front yard, mm-hmm. and he had, like, I don't, I think a deflated, like... Hot tub or something in the front yard. And Corey looked at me and she said, Are we supposed to go in his backyard to yes. go to this? And I was like, I guess. So we go back there, and y'all, the windows had blinds in the pictures, but they didn't go down. So Homeboy could look at us directly from his living room and bedroom windows yeah. about six yeah. feet from our. And we looked at each other and we were like, I'm Pretty sure our husbands will kill us in, if in our it. sleep if we stay at this place. So look, smoking mirrors. I'm just it saying. Can be.
1: It can be, but <laughs> but so that was, so that was a twist on the Airbnb story, but they realized that investing in high quality pictures, uh, unfortunately this, this guy and his listing took it to the extreme because he invested in high quality imagery. <laughs> yes. That was a lie and did not showcase what it actually looked like. Maybe what it could, but not what it did look like, but he, he was, he was lying. But anyway, when, when Airbnb went and kind of, did an empathy approach and they, they went into all of their Airbnb locations. A week later, literally after implementing some of these big things that we were talking about, which was high quality imagery, making sure that you take pictures of all the rooms, blah, blah, blah. A week later, Airbnb's revenue doubled. The lesson was, in all of this, get out there and ask questions. See how you can be a problem solver. That's that's the big piece.
0: Right. I love that. Well, let's, let's use an example from our own mastermind. You guys know that we host a business reboot mastermind. Um, it's like a since six month program with uh, entrepreneurs. And one of our students, um, he owns a company in Athens called Revamp Electric, and he's incredible. But when he, we first started working with him, it, there was a conversation about whether or not he should start including handyman services. And, um, you know, we were talking through a lot of stuff. He said he was praying through a lot of it, just trying to figure out the best way to be able to go about doing this. We were able to help guide him into an, a way to approach his clients about these extra services that he used through the ends of lymph, uh, ends of lymphathy. Well I mean, that what is, is wrong free. with our, what is you're wrong with welcome. our
1: words today? I'm fumbling, <laughs> the, you're fumbling. The
0: lens of empathy, because when, when you think about empathy, just in general, it, you know, when, when you're empathetic to somebody who's hurting or whatever, like you're just, you're, you're getting close enough to, to be of help, right, to be of service. And that's really what we mean. And so we were helping him use this lens of empathy. What can he do extra to help provide a like a full rounded service for his clients. And so when we started helping him navigate that, um, he was able to understand that, that he could meet needs just by listening to what people were asking for. And it led to him to be able to create new offers. People buy solutions to their problems. Let that be the thing that you take away from this. People buy solutions to their problems. And you know what he found out? He found out that those people who buy the solution to the problems from him, they also leave five-star reviews and he's getting them left and right because he was able to listen to what they needed and then have his offers match those needs so that he could continue to grow his business, grow his client journey, and and really more than anything, provide a service that people were going to be really, really excited to utilize with his company.
1: Right. And I think we we hear, we say this a lot about look for a gaps in the market. And I think sometimes we don't dive deep enough into that. You find those gaps by being an empathetic person, an empathetic business owner. You're asking those questions. So here's ways to have empathy as a business owner. Real quick little list. Number one, be a good listener. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. more importantly, oh, we so quick to talk. We so quick to talk. Ooh. So be a good question asker, but more importantly, be a good listener. Um, the second way would be putting yourself in your client's shoes, just like Airbnb did. They got out there, they put their literally their shoes in the you know locations that their Airbnbs were located, and they you know, run through the processes as a customer. Is it helpful? Um, is what you're offering you, helpful?
0: Right. If you haven't. Put yourself in your customers' shoes lately. Please do that, and I say that because we do it too. We have to do it, Um, and if we haven't in a minute, we need to do it because we just it it helps you streamline the process and see how certain things that you feel like are common knowledge may not be translated very well to them. So that's such a good point,
1: right? A hundred percent. And then number three would be create what they actually need, not what you want them to have, but what they're actually telling you that you that they need and so those those are the three ways that you can really uh, run your business through an empathetic lens like melissa was saying and maybe you have an offer that was selling like hotcakes and now it's not anymore you're hearing crickets or maybe you're ready to pivot a little and the market has pivoted the the economy has shifted and you're like okay if this is not working i need to do something else this is a framework that as we walk you through this framework in the next several weeks in this this summer learning series, uh, whatever it is we're calling it. <laughs> but as we walk you through these little mini lessons, you're going to be able to learn this framework and then implement it and then go back to it over and over again. Melissa and I still, to this day, with all the years of business experience that we have and then the two years we have with Business Reboot, we are still going through this entire process every single time it's ready. Our businesses are ready to be tweaked.
0: Right. And sometimes it's against our will but here we are. We do it anyway.
1: Okay. So I know that was super quick.
0: We look at us hitting the 15 minute mark. Okay. But if you've loved this really quick episode, again, we want this to be easy for you to listen to while you're on a walk or walking the dog, or you're just driving in the car to pick up kids from camp. Like we want these to be easy and consumable. So if you have questions, please feel free to reach out to us, but we're excited about what's coming for the rest of the summer. So come back next week where we're going to be sharing more about this deep dive into design thinking for business and how it can help you create new offers, tweak your existing offers, offers, and generate more revenue in your business. We're going to be digging in how to actually define the problems next week. You've asked the questions through the lens of empathy. You've gathered feedback and experiences, but now it's time for you to define which problems to solve. We're really, really pumped about bringing this content to you. So please join us next week. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at Business Reboot or visit us on our website at thebusinessreboot.com. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. Hello, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Business Reboot podcast. We are pumped that you're here with us today on episode 43. We are doing a summer series. This is part 2 of our summer series about design thinking and how to utilize that in your business. And today we're going to be talking about defining a problem to solve it. So, last week we talk about talked about starting this whole discussion on design thinking. I'm going to dig into some of the things that we talked about then so that we can get to what we're talking about now. So design thinking, it's a framework that's been used in the world of education for decades to help students learn how to solve problems. And now it's going gangbusters in the world of business because small businesses and corporations are realizing that this framework is so helpful within the world of business. It's an impactful way for you as a business owner to look at the community that you serve through your business with a new lens. It helps you look at the problems that your business solves for people. And we all know that people spend money to solve problems. You need a new outfit. You go to the boutique to buy a dress. You need your toilet to stop overflowing. You hire a plumber. You haven't updated your family photos in years and your oldest is about to go off to college okay, or high school for me, but it's still a really <laughs> sensitive subject. So then you hire a family photographer <laughs> and just just think about the ways that you as a consumer spend money. This is going to be ways that
1: it's going to solve problems that you have too. So... Here we go and so when we first started the reboot we just wanted to see what the problems were that we could help solve it made us look at education in a completely different way we had to come completely stripped of what this could look like and it's really important that if you're going to use this process of design thinking you have to come with a clean slate you can't assume you already know all the problems and that you have all the solutions and just because it worked before doesn't mean it will work again. Melissa and I talked about that last week. Well, this is offensive. This feels very offensive. To but me. it's true. But you know <laughs> it's true because we have lived this. But you may have to go back every year. And that's the hard part. But you may have to go back every year to redefine what it is you've created. And Melissa and I have been around for a very long time. And we've watched very high I've been high around profile. less time than her. You know yes, what? I've been around. <laughs> Listen, but we have, how, think about how many prominent business owners, like high profile business owners that you have watched speak from a stage or that you follow their Instagram account or that they are educating in some way. Have you watched them go back and redefine what their business looks like multiple times? Absolutely. Nobody has, most people do not have the same business from start to finish. Um, and right here, the perfect example, Melissa and I wrote this in because we were like, this is something we're going to talk about. It's hard, but we to talk about it because we have seen a $2 billion company because they refused to listen to what the problems were. They assumed that they knew what the solutions people needed. And when they didn't listen, they refused to define the actual problems and then ideate new ways to do business. The house of cards began to fall. And it is continuing to fall.
0: So, and you can watch that amongst tons of businesses. Tons okay, of businesses. I'm going to be completely transparent with you. And when you said, we all know we have seen businesses where the owners have, and in my head, I was like, she's going to say go to prison. They all <laughs> went to prison. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, where are we going with this? Let's talk about it." No, so we're not talking about prison, but we are going to help you find out what the problems are because that's that that's the thing. And and I'm not trying to call out our Enneagram One friends that listen to this podcast episode, but sometimes um, we all can have this tendency where when things are sticky or tough in our business, or when we're seeing our clients, or just people in general that you're hoping to be able to serve. And you're trying to come up with ideas for new ways to do that. We just assume that we already know all the solutions. We know all the problems. We know here. Here's where the challenge comes. Okay, it ain't about you. This, this, that's the thing. This is. It's not. It's not about us as individuals. It's about this outward facing approach to problem solving. And so, you know, last week we talked about empathy and asking questions in a non-biased way um, for the problems that your ideal user or client might be facing. And today we're going to talk about actually defining those problems, what what that means. Um, and, and really that's just where you learn to create a problem statement or, uh, you know, a question that's, Uh, Like thread through the rest of the design thinking process.
1: Right. So ways that you can use this in your business. A couple of great examples. Netflix. Netflix is an amazing, we always say, don't be a blockbuster. And a Netflix world because here's the thing Netflix defined a problem. It was how many of you remember it was a subscription service, uh, because nobody wanted to drive to the storefront anymore. Uh, and then again, when they saw you the haven't Netflix.
0: lived, you haven't lived until <laughs> you t- went to the blockbuster. I you haven't lived,
1: that's what we did on Friday and Saturday <laughs> nights. It was the best. Um, but then again, the They saw that the industry was going more digital, so they defined another problem, and they began to solve it with their streaming service. So they have evolved throughout the years. They didn't stay where they were and close their doors like, unfortunately, Blockbuster did. And so when you start, we have to, as business owners, we say this all the time, keep your finger on the pulse of the economy, keep your finger on the pulse of the market, and the trends, and I don't mean be trendy, I mean, what are people wanting? going back to defining to a problem. Netflix defined a problem and they ideated, found really great ways to solve that problem and they are still in business today.
0: Right. Okay, and their their original problem was people don't have time to go to the movie store. So, let's send them a disc in the mail. Well, guess what happened? When the internet started picking up, which by the way, yes, children of the youths, we are older than the internet. Um that they were like, you know what? Let's let's start streaming. That was revolutionary at the time. And then it it was like, well, if you're still holding on to the old ideals of shopping for movies on a Friday night at the Blockbuster, then we can send you that video on DVD or you can stream it and so they gave you multiple options like they were they are constantly digging through problems. Okay, so another example of that is um the Kroger's, okay, <laughs> the the grocery store <laughs> chain and they own like Albertsons and they own uh, I don't know, literally they're a conglomerate of of American grocery stores. But during the pandemic, one thing that ended up really happening is people couldn't leave their house, right? So the problem that they were finding that they defined was that people weren't wanting to come inside and grocery shop. So what did they do? They started to pick up service, right? Then ended up morphing into delivery. I mean, even Walmart does delivery now. So everywhere started implementing these things because they saw the problem was people can't go or people... Um, you know, uh, if the stores can't be too crowded, then we need a way for people to still shop and be able to get the things that they need. And we want them to work with us. So how can we do that? Well, let's just round out some customer service and put people there so they can pack your groceries and stick them in your car for you. And it just solved a huge problem. Even for, you know, myself, we we walked through this in our mastermind with a wedding photographer who's one of our students. Um, she was talking about how she could uh, not not necessarily elongate client journey, but nurture her clients while she's working with them. And she happens to shoot weddings. Um, and so I was able to lead her to an example of ways that I stayed connected with my couples once they booked uh, me because- you know the problem that she was having was she wanted to send things after the wedding but how do you make it so special after they've just had this huge incredible day and for my my point of saying connected I would always send the gift pre-wedding because then that way when I showed up on their day they already knew me we had a repertoire I'd already you know dazzled them with gifts and so they uh, were able to welcome me into their event um, just as if I were there to be another guest and so we were able to kind of walk her through that process the problem was connection and we we were like, let's build it in the middle.
1: Right. No. And that, that is brilliant. And, you know, something else going back to the Kroger idea too, was that this is, sometimes you hear it, you're like, oh, that really sounds bad, but it is actually true that, you know, no crisis ever goes unused. And unfortunately, so many businesses are actually birthed out of a crisis situation, whether it be locally in your community, whether it be globally or nationally, um, I mean, there were businesses here whenever Hurricane Florence ripped through our town and destroyed so many homes. There were so many construction companies that were able to come in and help. Um, and their businesses were, were set up for success for quite a few years and then allowed them to invest in bigger teams and then move on to, to, you know, other towns that were also experiencing things that we had experienced. So talking about like the pandemic in Kroger, it it look for ways that you can be a problem solver. One way for me was I was I built out a membership program for my branding clients because I had clients who needed consistent quarterly images in their business. And so, by having them in a membership, they are guaranteed to get on my calendar, number one, and they get a little bit of a savings because they are—it's like basically booking four shoots at once for the entire year. So, not only are they getting a photographer, but they're also getting my marketing and my content creation expert eyes on their business. Uh, and I do spend more time with their brand. So it's almost like having a hybrid coach and photographer. And it's a really sweet deal. It also helps my business by having a steady group of business owners that I get to work with and really dig into their brands and serve them really, really well to create beautiful brand visuals and assets for their business. So I saw it as a, as a problem and a need that I could fulfill and it really exploded my brand photography business.
0: Right, right. So the question that we want to ask you is what problems can you identify that your clients or potential clients have that you could solve? We're not asking how you would solve them. We're not even asking you to solve them. We just want you to identify the problems and define them. The rest is going to lead the, of of the process we're going to lead you through in coming episodes. But, you know, Let's, let's not leave you with nothing. So we want to teach you a little bit about how you can define the problems. How can you do that? Well, survey your community. Do direct interviews. Pick up the phone. You know, we talk about learn how to shake a damn hand. Well, <laughs> God love this generation don't want to talk on the phone for nothing. Don't emergency contact none of my kids because if they can't get a text message, they're probably going to leave me hanging on the side of the road. But um, direct interview your people, your past clients, your current clients. Ask questions that are going to lead you to problems problems that they might be experiencing. And then here's the key, observe, observe their content, really listen to what they have to say with the mind frame of looking at where the problems lie.
1: Absolutely. So we hope that those were some really key, short, sweet, simple takeaways as we are walking you through this framework. And if you've loved this quick episode, please come back next week where we'll be sharing more of this deep dive into design thinking for business and how it can help you create new offers tweak existing offers, and really generate more revenue in your business, Uh, we will be digging into how do you actually define the problem? You've asked the questions through the lens of empathy, you've gathered feedback and experiences, and now we are going to be looking at defining the problem and ideating ways to solve that problem in next week's episode.
0: Yeah, you have um, seven days to Google that word.
1: (laughs) We are going to be Defining ideate for you as well. So, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us this week. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at Business Reboot or visit our website at thebusinessreboot.com. We will be back next week with another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast.